Welcome to the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we are having real conversations that matter for wherever the military has taken you. We're bringing you stories from real military spouses who not only understand the challenges, they are also harnessing the opportunities to build lives they can love. From new spouses to veteran spouses, you'll get tips, tricks, and actionable steps that will help you along your military life journey. Welcome everyone. This is Heather Campbell, and we are so thankful you have joined us on the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we dive into the uniqueness of the military family journey by helping you build a life, a community, and a home you love when you are not in control of where you will call home next. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for being with me here today as the new Mill Housing Nation podcast host. My name is Heather Campbell. I am so excited to be here and to bring in more value, more ideas, and more support for you guys. I have a very sweet friend with me here today. Sonia Garza is in the house. She is our 2022 Armed Forces Insurance JBLM Military Spouse of the Year. And she is a powerhouse. She is the Military Spouse Fellowship Program Manager at Hiring Our Heroes. And we're going to talk today about building and growing a military spouse-friendly career. And she is the expert. She is the go-to girl. She's going to have so much goodness to share with you guys. And I am just so excited that you are here today, Sonia. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I am equally as excited, one for you, and then also to any of the listeners, just get some really good resources today. Yes, absolutely. So tell all of us, myself and our listeners, a little bit about yourself, your military spouse journey, your family, and then also what you do as the fellowship program manager. And then we'll kind of talk a little bit about how we can, how we can encourage our other spouses. So tell us first about you. Yeah. So my military spouse journey began in college. I met my now husband. We're going to Sam Houston state and Texas. Yay, Texans. <laughs> and we just, you know, he, he commissioned in and we started our journey at Fort Bragg in North Carolina. And so that was really kind of the start for me to see what military life was like. We've been married now for 14 years and we have only lived at two duty stations, which is a very unlikely, I think, as an active duty military family. So we have spent the majority of our time now at JBLM Washington, have been here for 11 years without PCSing, which has been really great for kids, for our kids. We've got two wonderful kiddos. Diego's eight, Viviana's six. And so in that time, I've just learned a lot about what it means to be a military spouse and a lot of the challenges that we do face with our careers. Absolutely. And then I love that you acknowledge that, hey, we've been in this place for a really long time, right? Like it's such a different tempo than some of us see with our moves in the military spouse and military family communities. But also you have this really great opportunity through hiring our heroes and the U.S. Chamber of Commerce that you are able to serve alongside fellow spouses who do know more about moving around a lot and trying to find work and trying to build a career. So tell me more about the work that you do with hiring our heroes and how you help support our fellow military spouses. Sure. So I think you bring up a really good point. I think For me, being a part of the military spouse community, even early on, we didn't know what our trajectory in this military lifestyle was going to look like. So for us as a newly married couple, the army really meant, hey, we were going to be moving every two to three years. 
And that cadence slowed down, but the mentality that I had was that I needed to learn all I could about the community, that I was really a part of a community of spouses who needed a lot of resources, who were facing a lot of challenges. And I just had this very much active, proactive approach to saying, hey, where can we make and dig some roots in our community? How can we really invest in the people around us? And how can we reach out to a broader network of community leaders where oftentimes us as military spouses do not get that luxury of knowing all of the networking and all of the powerhouse leaders in a community when we move there. So when I was looking for an opportunity on really how to be an advocate for military spouse employment and issues, an opportunity became available with Hiring Our Heroes out here at JBLM. And I jumped on it because I knew that my heart was really in it. And it continues to be a place where I can advocate for those spouses. So through the program, as a program manager, what I'm able to do essentially is to bring spouses into our program. They apply And then to provide opportunities of being that matchmaker between them and the needs that they are looking for in a particular role to employers who are in our community and the broader network in our nation. So any, you know, large corporations that are looking to really build out their military spouse hiring platforms and programs. So it has been just a whirlwind of fun and just feel good work because I'm able to every single day talk to spouses on a level where we completely understand each other. I don't have to to worry about, oh my goodness, I'm serving a greater population and I don't really quite understand where they're coming from. I get it. I know what it's like to be jobless. I know what it's like to search for something and not really know where I can find a place or have that just hard work being done. So this has just been, I think, a really great opportunity for me to serve all the spouses here. I love how you put that, finding a place where you feel like you belong, finding that purpose, because we talked about it in our transition episode with our old podcast host that that I actually had this whole career, right? I had prior to becoming a military spouse, I had this whole career in graduate school and then went through a season of being a stay-at-home spouse with really young children. And I still had this draw, right? This, this heart song, if you will, of, Hey, I know that I have this passion and this drive and this purpose to use my talents and use my knowledge for this other thing. But I was in a season of not working outside of my home. We were in an ops tempo that, that just really required the majority of my attention to be on the needs of my family. And that's such a hard thing to do. Even even as a military spouse, right? We kind of, we quote unquote, know what we're getting into. I, I hate that phrase so much, but the worst. it's the worst. And we know that we are signing up to serve alongside of our service members. Kristen Christie, who is a fellow military spouse of the year, she said that you know, she didn't get to raise her right hand to take the oath. So she gave her left finger. And I love that mentality so much of, Hey, okay, I'm going to serve the mission. I'm going to serve with my service member. And that means I'm going to have to sometimes be in these seasons of not having work, but also that doesn't mean that we walk away from it forever or that we want to. So I love everything that you guys have with hiring our heroes and how you're able to connect military spouses with local resources and also with those national resources to build careers that can move with us potentially, especially now post pandemic, we have so many jobs who recognize that they can be virtual or mostly virtual or hybrid. And that's such a gift 
to us as military spouses, I think we were kind of in the hybrid and virtual working space before um, the rest of the world joined us in 2020, right? So I love seeing how much has grown and that we have um, organizations like Hiring Our Heroes that make these connections. Now, tell me, for people who are looking to build a career, maybe they don't like me, you know, I, I started with a career that I had to figure out how to build into our military lifestyle. What if you don't already have a, a career per se, or what if what you trained in isn't what you want to do? And you're looking for those skills. You're looking for kind of where to start on, okay, how do I do something that's for me, for my career that can move around? Where would you say that spouses should start looking for those resources and looking for ideas? Yeah. So I would say one is the greatest thing that you can do for yourself is one to just look inward. Firstly, look inward because what's going to work for me is not going to work for you. Your story and your priorities, whether it's family priorities or career priorities to acknowledge that, as you said, there are seasons of, of life and to just be honest with yourself and say, okay, is this a season where I am capable of doing this, but it's also going to mean that I'm going to have to find childcare and I'm not willing to do that right now. So maybe I'm only willing to look for part-time flex opportunities. So I think one, doing that internal assessment and then coming to, to me to say, Hey, this is, this is where I draw the line. This is what I'm looking for. And having that transparency and that conversation around priorities just gives me greater knowledge to say, okay, whatever works for you, I'm here to support it. And I'm here to steer you in a direction that's going to offer you the best options available. So with that too, I think because we are in such a supportive community of spouses, that it's always great to, after you do that internal assessment, you find out what you really want is to talk to other spouses, start asking around. If there is somebody who is working in a potential industry that you've always wanted to get into, then find a way to reach out, whether it's via Facebook or LinkedIn, have a phone conversation. Military spouses is the best community. We are a part of such a supportive community and reaching out is always going to pay dividends. Just having that conversation and saying, hey, realistically, what is it like as a day in in your role? And what kind of advice can you offer to me? So with those two things, I would say it would give you a really clear indication of where to find yourself next. But again, I'm always happy to have that follow-on conversation and say, hey, here are some remote roles we have available, whether it's in our area or any part of the country, we can always help. And as you said, one of the silver linings to, to the pandemic is that a lot of employers are realizing the value of remote work. And so if that's something that you're interested in and have never even thought of, and maybe you've never even done remote work, I'm happy to offer resources on how to connect with people who are doing it. I work remotely and I've also in, in the pandemic had to leave an in-person position because there was nobody to watch my kids. So really assessing those priorities and saying, okay, this chapter of my life is done. I'm going to shift. I'm going to reassess what's going to work now for my family and realize that that's okay. I can do what I can now and still grow incrementally in my career trajectory. I love that. I love that the first thing you said is, okay, look inward, look at those priorities, look at your life season, 
for me, it was really difficult entering a season of being a stay-at-home mom kind of before I wanted to, right? It was, it was the right decision for my family. I don't regret that, but it didn't make it easy for me to go willingly. And so looking inward and setting those boundaries and saying, okay, here is what we're willing to tolerate. Here's what we're willing to take on as a family. We call ourselves team Campbell in my house. So as a team, you know, when I'm adding more things to my workload, I'm ultimately adding more things to my spouse and my children as well. My, my children are a little older. They can help unload the dishwasher, but those kinds of ways that they have to pick up the slack if I'm putting more on my plate. So I love that idea of really looking first, okay, what can I handle? What can I take on? And then also that networking. I agree. The military spouse community, both locally and at a national and international level is so interconnected. And if I don't know something someone else does, or I know who to call, or I know where we can start finding that answer. And so I would agree doing all of that networking and With that in mind, I will say that LinkedIn is offering premium for free to military spouses. It used to just be within a certain time of PCS. And I just recently saw an update. I will make sure that we get that information for the show notes for the time this episode airs, but you can get LinkedIn premium for free. And that is a great way to network and to be just making those connections and seeing what people are doing, how these connections are happening as we look to find opportunities that fit with our lifestyle. And I want to know your input because this is something I've sort of had some success with is using my expertise because I have a very specific expertise, using my expertise for volunteer experience. For those of us who do have a gap in employment, how would you advise military spouses to one, get involved in their community and areas that interest them, but also spin that in a way that if they do step back into employment, hey, I haven't actually you know, quote unquote, been doing nothing. Here's all the things I've done for my family, for my community, for my military. So how would you recommend people use volunteer experience to also build their career? Absolutely. I think this is such a a nugget of goodness and gold because as a military spouse, there are times when you do have to really shift your career platforms and, and you do have to just realize, Hey, this is what I can do right now. And if that's volunteering, then that doesn't count for nothing. Volunteering is something that very much can be equated into real world, real career type roles. If it's, if you're, you know, even volunteering for your FRG, then it can, depending on the things that you did, can very much fall into the realm of program management and program design. And so what I would say to that is I myself was a a full-time volunteer for a number of years when my kiddos were super small. And I would encourage anybody to be strategic in your volunteering. So don't just sign up for everything under the sun. Start to look at some ways in which you can engage either with your local community or your military community and fill in those gaps based on something that is relevant to what you want to do. So for instance, if let's say you want to do accounting and finance ultimately as your your career goal, then you should be volunteering in that capacity, either with your local community or in your FRG. You need to be filling treasury roles uh, and really looking at how you can stay current in your skills during that time frame. Because even if you do have a gap of employment, what I would encourage you to do is to also include that in your resume. You can have volunteer roles slated in your resume. And again, be really strategic on how you're 
putting that information on your resume to showcase your skill set during that time frame. And the good thing about hiring our heroes too is that a lot of the employers that we work with are either military connected themselves. So they are either have been a spouse or a veteran. And so they understand what the military spouse resume looks like. They understand that there are going to be gaps of employment or that there's going to be a lot of entry level role after entry level role in different locations. But what it does is having that strategic volunteerism on there gives you the opportunity to have a conversation and not just leave a wide gap. So if you've been doing volunteering, include it. If you get an interview, then that's the time when you can shine and really say, hey, I'm advocating for this time frame in my life because I really worked hard. And again, volunteering is nothing to kind of put in the back corner. It's awesome when you do have very strategic volunteer roles. I love that. When my children were really little, I was the one, I was totally the one actually who, who signed up for everything. If it was something yes. that got me out of my house that involved talking to other grownups, mm-hmm. like I was in, I remember working in our installation thrift shop with an infant strapped to me and two toddlers running around. There were three of us spouses. And between us, we had nine kids under the age of five, but we were so <laughs> desperate <laughs> to talk to another grown up. So I'm not saying that that was the wisest decision that I've ever done. I definitely got myself in too many commitments that didn't align with my values, right? What you said, going back to those values, they didn't align with my values and the needs of my family. So I've been on both sides. I've done strategic yeah. volunteering and overdoing the volunteering. So I love that you say, okay, let's, let's find the things that you love, pick them strategically, and then use them intentionally to gain those skills and also to network. I just love that you have come on and shared so much good information with us. And I love everything that you're doing. So thank you for coming in and helping bring these nuggets of information, encouraging our listeners in the mill housing nation to look for ways to build a career, even if it's work that is unpaid. Absolutely. And we've all been there. We've all done, you know, these things. And I think now is the time to just take some time on you and whether you're working numerous volunteer roles, start to assess what you want ultimately and and maybe pull away or dive deeper into a particular role. But I'm here to help in any way I can. Anybody is encouraged to reach out to me. I think the Mill Housing Network and Nation is a fantastic resource already. So make sure that you're connecting to other wonderful spouses through that avenue as well. Absolutely. Well, thank you all, dear listeners, for being a part of the Mill Housing Nation. We appreciate you. The Mill Housing Nation is where you always have a community, no matter where you are stationed. Wow. Friends, what a great episode this has been. I am so thankful to have Sonia come on today and talk to us about how to build a military spouse-friendly career. When I asked her to be my very first guest, I knew that she would have great nuggets to share with us. And I was excited to learn more about career development and how to build that career. But what I did not anticipate is that amazing insight that she had into starting with your values, finding that work-life balance, and deciding what works for your family, and even using strategic volunteering in different seasons of life. I'm so glad that she came on and that she shared all that goodness with us. I'm very excited for the things we have coming up this season as your new podcast host here in Millhousing Nation. Remember, you can find us on all social media at Millhousing Network. You can also find more information about the Millhousing Network and Millhousing Nation at millhousingnetwork.com. Again, I am Heather Campbell. I am your host. Thank you all so much for being part of the Millhousing Nation. We appreciate you. The Mill Housing Nation is where you always have a community, no matter where you are stationed.